call me Giles. Giles the Mighty. Has anyone ever and called you Giles Tim the Mighty? Tim the Weak. <laughs> and John the Wise. I'm going with that. But has anyone what? ever called you Mighty? I call myself Mighty all the time. I've been called Mighty, he's been John the Wise. What? What is? Just clumsy. Hey Good guys. Afternoon. Um, it has been a while since we we've done this. Why is that, Tim? Um, exams and books. Well, there was a long period before we were meant to be recording. You kept going out instead, getting you know pissed. There may have been that as well. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. Should we start with actually talking about things? New stories. I know you've got something. Yeah. And I've got something. We're going for an animal theme. Because I decided five minutes ago when you all seem to be about an animal and mine's about an animal. We said a mammal. A mammal. Giles, have you got a new story for us about an animal? about an animal? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Okay, Tim, you start. We'll give Giles a hint of what we're doing. Yes, the headline. Honey-stealing bear costs Macedonian states three and a half thousand dollars. So I think, okay. Honey-stealing bear costs Macedonian states three hundred thousand dollars? Yeah. That's a lot of honey. Yeah. Apparently, um, the court in Macedonia has ordered the government to pay a $3,500 fine to a local beekeeper over a bear that had been stealing his honey. Um, the case call- came from a man uh, in the village of Krivogastani. Krivogastani? Krivogastani. Near the town of Bitola. And um, he initially tried to keep the bear away from his beehives by playing loud Serbian turbo folk music. What's turbo folk music? I don't know, but I feel a Google search coming later. <laughs> yeah, I just had like I read through this again earlier before like we started recording. I just suddenly realised that line turbo folk. And it's like image of like Bob Dylan just fed up. <laughs> Bob Dylan strapped to an afterburner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We stuck inside a mobile with the Memphis blues. Ah! <laughs> the bear came back, did he? Yeah, the bear came back after the generator ran out of batteries. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean the generator ran out of batteries? I don't know. Which is here? Oh, generator generator's meant to produce the electricity. Yes. <laughs> if you need electricity to run it, that's fairly pointless. Well, that is that the is, waste that of is anything. Fairly, that's another good point, actually. I hadn't realised that when I read it. That Where did you get this from? I don't know. Uh, fun on. Fights with fun stuff only. Where the hell did I find it? <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, this, I think the whole point of it, the whole point of the article is that it cost the Macedonian state like this money because they couldn't actually find the bear. <laughs> the government, they ordered the uh, court ordered the government to pay the fine. So they couldn't find a bear? <laughs> a bear with three and a half thousand dollars. The bear's really like honey then. Apparently so. Because I, I only thought that was Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, it's a little bit true in as well. That's helpful for our people online. I don't know what bear looks like. But here you go, here's what bear looks like. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> it, it, it generally, it does just look like a bear. How do they know that's the right one? They could have just arrested some poor innocent bear. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be racist, but they all look the same. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Like, the bears on the internet like finds this article and is like, that's not me, I've been accused of stealing honey. <laughs> I'm sure it could be done like the government or the photographer and it's likely to be done for libel or something, I assume. 
Get his money back. Hang on. Yeah, yeah. You think they should uh, find the bear? Well, it's not the bear's fault. It's entrapment, isn't it? Like living on this honey line about with a honey eating bear that's like, getting around the wood. That's it. He creeps up, like eats the honey, as bears do. I, I, do they? Apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. They suddenly turn around going, You're eating my, you're eating my, you're eating my bear there. <laughs> you're eating my bear! I am a bear! <laughs> Yeah, you get a bear eating bear to guard your honey from honey eating bears. I'm sure a bear eating bear would beat a honey eating bear in combat. Yeah. And you wouldn't have to feed it either because it could eat all the other bears. You'd have to be like the bear from, um. Oh, what's that film called? New one, out long recently. What? A bear from that new film that's not been out long recently. <laughs> yeah. Mamma Mia? Uh, Golden Gumbers. It always confused me because, uh, I was thinking Northern Lights, but the Americans renamed it all because. Like, such as their such as their way, but um yeah, it'd be like Eric or Eric. I call him Roderick. I never got that far in the book. What a week! Not seen the film. I can't remember what his name is. But anyway, yeah, I I, I want to say Igor or Igor. Igor Grissin, I think. Uh, Henrik Iverson. That sounds about right. Anyway, this bear with all the armor that'd be quite cool. And it'd be, it'd be like the film with bear rappers because it want to be a honey bear, so it wouldn't be a fair fight. <laughs> really you'd want two ma- bear eating bears to fight it out yeah but you'd probably get arrested for animal cruelty yeah those pizza people unless you watch Golden Compass you think if you'd watch Golden Compass and that gave you the idea you wouldn't be arrested for making two bears fight no I meant watch Golden Compass instead of making two bears you wouldn't have to make them fight you could just put them next to each other and then they'd eventually fight and it wouldn't be it's not your fault if they just start fighting they ever put bears in cages with bears in zoos and do they fight when they're there I think bears are normally solitary creatures. Um, they I think together. if you did put them in a... In a Sometimes they'd like to try and mate them, don't they? I think bears are solitary in the wild. They only come together to mate, and then they separate again, and the mother raises the cubs. Um, should we move on with the other... with the new... with new stories? Yes. Do you have one? Not really. Mm, not really? Not even a little? Well, I read quite an interesting article about this uh, guy who owns, he's like a farmer and he owns a field of cows. He's attached like these big plastic ca- um, gas canisters to the back of all of his cows. And, uh, to catch the methane? Yeah. So now <laughs> he, he, runs his, that up. he runs his heating off all this methane he's <laughs> on the back of his cows. Nice. <laughs> Changing the face of the British landscape forever. Cows wandering around huge collecting like, tanks on the map. Eco-friendly there. <laughs> yeah. Popping the hole in the ozone layer and providing heat for them. Stopping greenhouse gases coming out of cows' backsides. Well, that's good. I'm not sure if I'd want <laughs> my heating runoff in cows' fart, though. It would smell a bit buggy, wouldn't it, in the winter? Yeah. With the windows shut and trying to keep the heat in. With the smell. <laughs> oh, spoilers, don't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting idea, though. Mm. Well, I like it. Isn't methane more unstable than gas? Like, um, yeah, more likely to go boom. That'd be quite interesting. Natural gas is still fairly likely to go boom. Yeah, I think so. powder, for instance, you make bombs out of acid powder. Yeah, I don't remember how, but there was a way. It's dynamite, isn't it? The no, it's something to do with the particles being all odd like. 
I'm gonna give you a random skill. It's a while I gotta find this out. Yeah. Nice, good news story. Shall we uh, move on to mine? Yeah. Mine features a teenage girl with fairly ample breasts. Things looking interesting at this point, <laughs> I might like to point it out. Um, she, she washed her bra fairly recently and had it on the line to dry. And then she put it on. As you would if you wore bras, I suppose. Oh, I think I've this one. Yeah, on. And every now and again during the day, she felt this odd motion, but figured it was her phone vibrating. You know what? Make it better. Um, and then, after a while, it started bugging her that there was something around her breast that was vibrating, and she figured out it wasn't her phone. And she took it off and discovered that there was a still-alive baby bat in the bra. <laughs> really? She, she walked around for like five hours with a baby bat <laughs> Rat? <laughs> <laughs> that attached to her breast. <laughs> the, the, uh, the, like, um, archaeologist, remember, was, uh, studying the bat. Archaeologist! An an anthropologist. There we go. Who was, uh, said there's no recorded history of bats, bats referring to living bras. A whole new experience for that <laughs> baby bat. Yeah, apparently she just hadn't noticed when she put it on. Completely gone with it. Yeah, well, like you shouldn't get bit, I guess. The, bait, the bats bite. They do in films. Sometimes bats are supposed to bite. But I think that's the fallacy. No bats bite. Bats have teeth. But you can get rabies off that. Mm-hmm. They must bite, but I mean, like, I don't think they necessarily go after humans as well. People get rabies off that. As a twist. Really? Yeah. Actually, that reminds me of a story a mate told me that, like, one of his friends had gone to a farm country and got bitten by a bat just because he had rabies when he came home. Did he die? No, at least he's not told me he's dead. Well, the guy, the friend hasn't told me the guy's dead. Mm-hmm. How the guy, the friend name was. Did suddenly start phoning him out? He felt a bit funny for a while and then went to the doctor. And he had rabies. Although I assume if he died, he would have made, like, fairly front page news for the first person to die of rabies in a very long time. I thought it was Facebook if he called it that almost always. Maybe he called it early. Maybe. I don't know. But as far as I'm aware, this guy's not dead. Otherwise, shame on you for laughing at him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. You know. You... I think she's lucky not to have rabies. That's what I conclude. Baby bat. Why can't a baby bat have rabies? You may not have developed teeth. Oh, good point. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that was, that was my animal story. Um, there is one other I would like to put forth. But we... this, is, this is a story from a couple of years ago. From when, well, maybe a year ago? I don't know. When the British troops were withdrawing from Basra, wherever they were. Right. But while they were there, this story was put around in Iraq that was taken so seriously that the army had to, the army commander had to tell Categorically, I don't know what that means, but categorically deny Again, I said, I categorically deny this. The story was that in order to help the fight, um, the British Army had introduced man-eating badgers into the population. <laughs> Meaning, the commander of the British Army had to come forth in a statement and go, I categorically deny that we have released man-eating badgers into the Basra area. <laughs> He's thinking he may as well go on going, and no, we haven't released any 
evil unicorns or ill-tempered sea bass with laser beams attached there. He said, "Probably actually had to come out and say that." It just ignored it and then just gone. No, we've not released many badges. Crazy. I mean, badges aren't native to them, so they probably just hid they, someone, they probably came along with them. By, in like, someone's luggage or something. Like, run, your badges run at the slightest sound of anything. Can you imagine them yeah. in a war zone? <laughs> Poor badges. But imagine if you've never seen or heard of a badger before, if you've seen one. It must be terrifying. I suppose so. Yes. Probably like all running from it. Darka, Darka, Mohammed. <laughs> well, I hope you are bombed for that. Moving on to another point that's almost animal related. I'm trying to make things move swift, uh, smoothly. From Good bit transition, to bit. I approve. How the hell did milk come about? Milk. Milk. Presumably, this is how it works in my head, and I've done this by you before, and you seem to take issue with it. Presumably, some guy saw a baby calf sucking on a cow's udders. Or just saw a cow's udders. Either one works. I'm, I'm going for the sucking one, so he knew it was possible. And went to himself, I wonder what happens if I pull on one of those. And pulled on it, and this white stuff came out. And this was quite fun. And then he collected quite a big sample of this. And went to himself, yeah, I wonder what, ha- wonder what this tastes like. Like, you just pulled this out of an animal, and he goes, I wonder what it tastes like. And so he drinks something, and goes, hey, Bill, Bill, come try this stuff. And Bill comes in, and he goes, what is it? It's all white-like. And he goes, I'm calling it milk. Okay, I'll try some. Mm, that's good. Where'd it come from? Cow. Cow's udders. You made me drink! <laughs> you said it was good. You're not dead. That's how it happened in my head. Crazy. What? <laughs> I don't think of any other way milk comes about. I think was possibly the Egyptians or early Arabs originally came up with the idea because didn't Cleopatra used to bathe in yak's milk or something? I've heard that. So maybe there was a, some guy in the desert and there was like no water around for miles and then he just saw this. Yeah. Daryl was doing that. Maybe I'll give it a go. But then he sucked on it. And he was like, so he was completely desperate when he cried it. Maybe. Maybe yeah, it, it was an act of desperation. It's really like humans evolved from monkeys if we, if we believe the evolution story. Which um, I don't. So, okay, There's actually very little evidence for macroevolution. It's a lot for microevolution. Yeah. Darwin denied it on his deathbed. I don't want to open the debate on evolution here. I'm just saying, if we assume it to be true. If we so, assume uh, <laughs> that to be true, like, we if we assume amoebas, monkeys to fly. And amoebas have no milk. In fact, we don't even need an evolution in this. When humans couldn't speak to each other at that point, they didn't evolve or didn't, hadn't, didn't have language at that point, then surely they were still breastfeeding. Before they had BBC English. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 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 It's just this really funny image of cavemen walking around speaking perfect BBC English. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Um, Jolly, before we could speak, Ooh. like they were still breastfeeding, so they must realise that like that would be the equivalent to cows and yaks and whatever, as it was to humans. Yeah. So they figured it must be safe to drink. But why would they drink it up? And... I don't know. Why go there? I think is the point. Yeah, I suppose that is a good point. A similar thing with eating mushrooms and things. The rankest looking things in all the world. They do taste good. You get the right one. You can't deny the amazing. If you get the wrong one, you die. Pizza Bungie. Pizza Bungie. Okay, let's take it a step further and a step more into the bazaar. Eggs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If we go back to a point, presumably humans knew what chickens were. They knew chickens laid eggs. 
and many little chickens came from eggs. Who the hell thought, what happens if we eat one of them, break it open and cook it? That is an excellent explanation. I can't think of any reasonable reason. And then we come back to the conversation he had with his friend (laughs) of, hey, come eat this. Where did that come from? The back end of a chicken. (laughs) I don't see why his friend would eat it. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I want to know. I'm honest. There's no document. Good evidence of the first eating of an egg. Yes. It just happened. They probably <laughs> ate it raw first, didn't they? Probably just got Just got salmonella first. What are we reviewing this week, John? Pizza Fungi. Listeners, I think. Not reviewing Pizza Fungi? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> might break a record with this. It was a tricky music club, really. <laughs> it would be more exciting if we were reviewing an episode of House. Oh. Don't get me started. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yes. Pizza Fungi. It's a Mr. Anti Pizza? What have you described the damn pizza? In how many words did you say? I didn't. Oh. There's <laughs> <laughs> actually recorded evidence of me saying <laughs> anything. I said one of you after that. Oh, okay, that's probably the number I heard. In one word. Delicious. In more words. Describe what it looks like, how it is in the pack, how long it takes to cook, all these right. of interesting information about it. Basically. Whether it's got a smooth action. you got God. <laughs> Cutting up and made them into a pizza. That's what it would be. Like. you got what? Good. You've got God to cut him up and turn him into a pizza. Pretty I'm curious as to how you know this. Someone's lost words there, like. <laughs> <laughs> you explain your theory, Giles. Well, I don't think there's anything to explain, really. Okay, Tim, <laughs> describe the pizza. <laughs> okay, right, you start off, right. You get it out of the box, it's a big brown thing. Cheese. I think it's about 10, 11 uh, inches. 10 inches, I reckon. 10, 11, something like that. Good Italian crust. Thin crust, uh, got cheese, the usual, and... Uh, it's generally a pizza. Yeah. It's uh, covered in sliced mushrooms. And, uh, like herbs. Yeah. It's the herbiness that makes it. I was about to say just mushroom wouldn't be that good. Yeah. And the big mushroom pizza, yeah. yeah. like wimpy mushrooms, but proper mushrooms. So you whack it in an oven, um, about 220 degrees for the thin crust one, 12 minutes. 220 degrees? It is 220 degrees for 12 to 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's scary that you all know, like, the... <laughs> The cooking instructions are off by half. I think this is the uh, champion pizza eating house of the You world. should have seen our recycling box a week but then <laughs> When we lost the recycling thing. <laughs> we were on buy one. Even when we had it, when they were on offer, we just had hundreds of them. Yeah, yeah. we ate like pizza. You can always tell like which week the pizzas were on special offer because you get a clump of them together in the recycling box, so you get loads of the Dr. Ockle ones together. Then you get all the good fellas ones together and then you get like You get less of those then. Yeah, they're not always on offer with quite as much. You can tell which yeah, but when they are, you get less of them because they're not as good. Yeah, true. Yeah. Next time they're on offer, I'm just going to buy like as many as I can. Just going to buy the freezer. <laughs> we'll How shall I take this piece? <laughs> um. <laughs> it's a little panicked expression on the children's face. They go, "Manager, please, <laughs> manager." <laughs> so yeah, that's generally it. There's one thing that should show everyone here why we like that this pizza really is as good as we're saying. 
We are three. Rather large amount of meat eaters. Yeah. And our favourite pizza has none. That was why I was a little guys. Meat. Because I first. think I said it was good first. Because I just picked it up randomly. I would never try a pizza without any meat on it. That's my rule. Well, I think I, I said it was good. Eventually, you tried it. And you said it was good, and Giles very sceptically bought one. I think there was like I wanted to get. They were on offer, but the only thing left was the fungi or something like that, other than the teas or anything. Yeah, I'm not a big plain cheese fan. What is the point of like a four cheese pizza? It just tastes like cheese, cheese. And Pumpkin. Cheese. I mean, I think I. And more cheese again. That's four. <laughs> the Doctor Oscar one looks good because you get like loads of cheese. I do actually. The mozzarella and pasta, the mozzarella one has nice lumps of basil as well. It's actually quite nice. Generally, they're pretty good. Restaurant one. The Goodfellas one is rank. It's not good. Loaded cheese. Yeah. 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 No fungi. Okay. (laughs) So, reviews. Excellent. Outstanding. Ten points. Five stars. Five stars, ten points, excellent and outstanding. Unfortunately, this isn't the way we actually review things. (laughs) One all geek no sheep. I give it five mushrooms out of five. <laughs> eight and a half pizzas out of eight and a half. <laughs> it need up. Oh, we've had pros because it's fantastic. It's lovely. Smells good as well. Yeah. Cons of this pizza. Could be a little bit bigger, I think. That's... Could be not bigger as in thicker. I like that it's thin. Yeah. yeah. In terms of I mean, it is a diameter, size, radius, circumference, the fact that kind of things. The fact that it's so thin means that you need it to be a little bit bigger than a normal bit. Yeah. But I mean, it's as good as it is, but that's just fine. I'd, I'd also pizza to be bigger. I think it's a little pricey when it's not on offer. Yeah. Why we don't get it when it's not on offer? It's, it's just... not unreasonable. It's £2.10, is it? Yeah. I get it sometimes, it's not It's don't. a little expensive. Do you? For an entire meal, £2.10 is a pretty good price. Me yeah. and Giles don't pick it up, though. Even though we love it. Yeah. We love it, and we don't get it when it's £2.10. Tell you what, it's which tells me it's a bit too much. One fifty, we'd get it every time. Probably up to one eighty, I, I might, I might go. Tell you what, it's for the other week. I've got and you would get it every time if it was too much. Fresh, uh, Sainsbury's. Buy one, get one free, isn't it? Fresh Sainsbury's. Sorry, the fresh Sainsbury's. Are we comparing it to other pizzas? No, I was just going to say that I tried the fresh Sainsbury's stuffed crust double pepperoni one. That's okay. It's um, the fresh one, not the frozen one. It's the frozen yeah, one, the bread goes funny. The fresh one, especially stuffed crust, and yeah. very good. And that was only two ninety nine. Compare that to like going to Pizza Hut or whatever and paying like ten pounds for pizza. Yeah. Yes, these pizzas are very good, but there is a reason we don't get it every time we go shopping. And it has to be the price because there's nothing else there. Yeah, I mean, Tim gets you get it every time now, doesn't he? Pretty much, and there's something else on offer. But we don't always get some crazy allowance. Yeah, we don't all get thrown money at us. Money thrown at us. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Put your trousers on. Radio, they don't know. Just to clarify how much we're wearing trousers. Giles is in a dress. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Giles. Whatever. Uh, one of those days. <laughs> okay. So the cons, the price, is there anything else wrong with this pizza? It's 12 minutes to cook, I want it now. But, uh, as soon as it's over the microwave, how long did it take? One minute to But I want it now. <laughs> um, when it is on offer, it's not really a con with it, it's more a con with our freezer, but it's damn hard to fit in because the thing's <laughs> full of them. It's hard to fit in again anyway, but... 
Freezer space disappears. We should buy a Doctor Octopus freezer. Only reserved for Doctor Octopus. It shouldn't be a fridge. We should have like, ooh, get another fridge freezer. Put beer in the fridge, pizzas in the freezer. Pizza. I can't speak anymore. Making up words. Pizza. Freezer. Yeah. There's that. What was I saying? Percentage. Go, Giles. Out of a hundred. Out of 100% rating it as a pizza. As a pizza, against other pizzas. Compare it to a ham and mushroom, compare it to a Goodfellas, compare it to a perfect pizza, because I do prefer those pizzas to other pizzas. I think takeaway pizza is better. Yeah. But for a frozen like pizza, this one's good. But compare it to all pizzas. All pizzas in the whole world. Every pizza you've ever had. Yeah. Actually, before you do that, you can think for a while. Did you ever tell about this pizza I had in Venice in Italy? No. It said, pizza with fries. Um, we got this voucher thing. We had to order the fruit menu because we had this voucher thing for staying at this place. Um, and there was a list of different pizzas. The bottom was pizza with fries. And I kind of wanted the fries. And then I figured it'd be a margarita pizza and some fries. And I was mistaken. On the pizza. <laughs> it was bizarre. That's crazy. Have seen the, the uh, kebab pizza? I've had them loads. They're brilliant. I've heard they are really good. Uh, kebab pizza. Pizza and a bit yeah. of bread. No, the, um, how do they do it? Well, right. in our hometown, they've got a kebab shop and a pizza shop across the road, but they're owned by the same person, so they're sort of mixed up. And yeah, you can get this kebab pizza, and it's sort of like this pizza, but it's got, like, it's on a kebab bit, and it's on the top, but they put, like, this sauce stuff on it as well, it's really good. Interesting. Really good. I've never heard of them. We won't try one of them. It'd be interesting. Mm. It's got a lot of meat on it. Lot of meat. Oh, it's good. Yeah. I'm going to find <laughs> so, Giles. What as a percent? As a percent. I'm gonna give it as a pizza. Eighty-seven percent. Eighty-seven. It might not break a record here. But Tim. That was interesting because my immediate thought when I first heard about it was eighty-seven percent. Um, I was gonna say eighty-six. I don't know why I changed. I didn't go down one percent. But I think on the grand scheme of things, compared to like as you say, takeaway pizzas and pizzas with more meat on them, I think it's slightly lower. Like the perfect pizza, I'd give like ninety three percent. And I had mushroom from there the other day. I do like a ham and mushroom pizza. Yeah, always good. Ham and mushroom meat feast. And apparently the um the barbecue one from Pacific is quite good. Yeah, I've had that. I haven't tried it myself. But... Barbecue sauce is really hot though. Yeah. Like not spicy hot, but mm. it retains the heat a lot. You bite it like how? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go for eighty six percent. Oh. Um. I was going to be a bit harsher. Uh, not a lot harsher, but a bit harsher. We're going for about 82. Fair enough. We need to work out the overall grading here. 84. Yeah, so I was too. 84 and a half. 84. I think it's 85. Yes, we have now reviewed the pizza fungi. Um. 85%. Tested. Mm. It's time to come to our regular segment that's usually fairly short. This week, huge. The world of Miss Christine Bleakley and Tim's obsession. I don't have an obsession. Never have. This is the uh, <laughs> the last ever Christine Bleakley session. Let's be honest. Session? <laughs> it's counselling, Tim. We counsel you. Let's face it, we're never truly going to get her out of your system. Well, I think she's going. 
Christian's been heartbroken by some news you gave us earlier about Christine Blakely. Yeah. Would you like to share, Giles? Uh, yeah, he's engaged to Adrian Child. Engaged? Yes. Engaged-ish to Adrian Child. Well, basically, the Daily Mail saw her going into his house, and they extrapolated it as they're going out, and I extrapolated it as they're engaged. They're they... married with four kids, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they're an item now. Christine Blakely's no longer on the market, people. Oh. Too much one show together. You didn't get in there quickly enough. There was a coke blender. You had to usurp Chris, uh, Adrian Childs and you didn't manage it. Well, in mining cast brought you a couple of months' time. That didn't hold up forever. So, we move on. Would you like... Uh, and you've come up with the new person for your <laughs> obsession. I might like to put that out. Obsession, I just happened to mention to pretty hot. Which one? What one? Christine or... Newbie. Newbie. Would you like to tell us about Newbie? I wrote down some facts. And there's actually a relation between Christine Blakely and her. Not like a relation with family films, but... Uh, Claire Link. Would you like to explain who she is? Mr. Tim. You're the one that's in love with her. Not in love. It's, just, it's really weird now. Who do you admit to doing love with her? I said she was hot. Damn it. Christine Blakely. Damn it. You haven't explained who Newbie is. Your idea to have Newbie. Do you call her Novi Viscosa? I just regret. Yeah. The news <laughs> presenter of Channel 5. Would you like to describe her? Because when I found out what Christine Blakely looked like, she looked nothing like I'd imagined from what you said. This girl looks more like I'd imagined Christine Blakely would look like interestingly. Didn't the whole Christine Blakely thing start off because she had a nice accent? Yes, I know she looked twisted like it. And he twisted it and she didn't look like I'd imagined. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there's Isla Tarquia. Tarquia. Does she have a nice accent? I've not heard her speak. I don't want Channel 5 news. It's wrong. Yeah. It's like a uh, normal accent. Like non-accentized. It's Scottish. But not BBC English. Not BBC English. More like my accent? Any she sounds Scottish. Does my accent? She's Scottish is an interesting point here. She was born in Aberdeen. I checked with you earlier. You were there. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all stalkerish, though. You're, you're the one that's in love with her. Not in love. I just said she was hot. Damn it. Wasting my word. Okay. So she's Isla Queer. When she was 15, she contributed to a front... Uh, and on work experience. She contributed to a front-page story of The Sun. Oh, um, well. What was that about? I don't know. Um. It was in the Scotland only edition. Maybe she went out and killed someone. That is one way to contribute. <laughs> yeah, the fact that she was on work experience, it didn't say she was on work experience with the sun. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Um, the interesting connection between Miss Blakely and Miss Truckware. Ayla. Between Christine and Ayla is that Christine. Uh, came onto the one show when mining class went off with maternity leave. That's how she got that job. Miss Isla Traquere is presenting the 5pm and 7pm bulletin for Natasha Kaplinsky. Because 5 News is now 5 News with Natasha Kaplinsky. I can't even say it. With Natasha Kaplinsky. Because um, that seems to be what it's now called. It keeps taking over. But she's pregnant and off on maternity leave. And Isla Traquere is presenting those for her while she's away. Oh, right. I thought that was an interesting mix. 
Well, that, that's on you, though. I have a quick clear. The moral of the story is don't hire women presenters. They'll just bog off on maternity leave. And you'll get new ones, and then Tim will start having an obsession with them. Not an obsession, <laughs> damn it. Well, you knew that was coming. Yeah. You have a habit of twisting all around. But yeah, that's that section done. It seems like we done. We should say goodbye to people. So yeah, drop us a, an email, talk to us, um, keep listening, and it's goodbye from Giles. Goodbye from Tim. And it's goodbye from me. See you, pals.